Oh 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
תסתכל אני על העולם, יש הרבה דאגה, איפה הגאולה? כמה דמעות מן העיניים, שוברות לי את הלב, כמו גשם משמיים. אני קורא יומם ולילה, מחפש את ידך, מחפש למצוא תשובה. אנא השם אל תעזבני ותצילני, אבא. אנחנו בצרה. קיילי, או קיילי, למה עזבתני? רחוק משועתי, דברי שאגתי. קיילי, אוי קיילי, למה עזבתני? I feel alone in all this darkness Trying to be alive In a world that's cold and heartless I look around and all I see is fear So many broken hearts Oceans full of tears I'm calling to you, yeah, it's still you hide I'm calling to you, don't you hear my
חיינו, זה רק ממנו, מאז ומתמיד ועד עולם. בטוב וגם ברע שלנו, יד ביד איתך הולכים, תשמור בכל שעה כל רגע, תזכור את הילדים. מלך חוזר, מושיע ומגן, מלך שומר Yeah. 
חשבנו, ניצחנו הכל, מגדלים בשמיים בנינו, בן אדם, מי צריך בן אדם? לא יבוא עוד מבול בימינו, לעולם, לעולם לא ניפול, תעזוב, נסתדר בעצמנו, חכמים, נכונים וצודקים, וכלום לא נמצא מעלינו. עד שבאת והדבקת ושיגעת והזכרת ובלבלת והבהלת מיד. איך החזרת את השפיות געגועים לבני אדם 
פתאום שורף את הבדידות, כבר לא תשים מפה לשם. כל הפארקים נעולים, חתונות כמעט בלי איש, כמעט איבדנו את עצמנו, כמעט הפסקנו להרגיש. עוד מעט זה הכל ייגמר. ואני מבקש אם אפשר שבבוקר אחרי שתלכי לא נהיה שוב אותו הדבר
in the AM with Lipa, a song called Chaim here at JM in the AM. That's a powerful selection. Uh, before off the album entitled From the Depth of My Heart, God Guim, that was Hanan Ben-Ari, a song that hopefully soon, it reminds me of Y2K, the songs that came out in, <laughs> 20 years ago in honor of uh, Y2K, and they were obsolete like, you know, by January 10th. <laughs> I'm hoping that the song like that by uh, Hanan Ben-Ari, Gaguim, is obsolete very, very soon uh, as it deals with the loneliness of the coronavirus era. By Yomahud, I was Gershon Veroba, Chaim Israel with Melech Ozer, Kaylee done by Aryeh Kunstler and uh, Yosef Karduner, Up Like a Lion, that was Aryeh. Dove Halperin with the Kihu Tov, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this May 26th, day three in the month of Sivan, the year 5780. Tufshin Pei. Today is day number 47 in the counting of the Omer. 47, that's six weeks and five days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 60 degrees, 91.1% humidity, winds are north at two miles per hour. Morning fog, afternoon sun, high temperature of 74. Partly cloudy tonight, low 61. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high. Again, 74 degrees. 78 right now in Yerushalayim. The temperature's in the 100 range. No longer, thank God, in the Holy Land. Uh, we're at 60 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. 
Welcome to a Tuesday, an interesting Tuesday. About an hour from now, David Matlow, who is the um, the man who has the largest Herzl collection in the world. He'll join us live via Zoom, and he'll show us, and obviously you'll be able to hear it on JM in the AM. Uh, he'll show us part of his Herzl collection. If you want to Zoom in with us an hour from now, it would be Zoom ID uh, 814 3534 on JM in the AM. Plenty more happening. Rabbi Brander is going to join us from Israel. And um, just a whole bunch of great stuff going on between now and 9 o'clock. As you would suspect, we have a habit of uh, providing amazing programming every single day, I must say. (laughs) JM Rewind will be my conversation with Maishi Tischler. And Avrami will host a live lunch from uh, Israel, and I thank him for that. That's coming up at 12 noon Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. All right, so uh, lots to talk about. Oh, by the way, um, it's official now. There is a benefit concert this coming Monday, and I'm proud to uh, be one of the hosts with Yadidya Mayer. Rebuilding the Solomon's Home. Join us for you may you may recall last year when the Ben Sion Solomon uh, and his wife and family suffered the terrible loss of their home in that terrible fire in Moshav Mavomodin. Well, join us for a special event of music and fundraising for Ben Sion and Dina so they can fulfill their dream of returning to their home and to the Moshav. Uh, this coming Monday, June the first, one p.m. Eastern time. 1 p.m. Eastern Time with the Moshav Band, with Soul Farm, with Shlomo Katz, with Eitan Katz, with the Solomon Brothers, with Zusha. I'll, I am part of it. You did. Your mayor is part of it. It's all this coming Monday, Monday afternoon, 1 p.m. New York Time. And we'll remind you, of course, as we get closer, let's make it a great event and a big success for people who are very dear to thousands and thousands of people around the world. And that's the Solomon family. JM in the AM, Tuesday morning with Kobe Brummer.
with a song entitled Akeda. Yaakov was Silowitz on that one. Mordechai and David had died. You heard Nigun Moshe done by Yehuda Green. Maishi Tischler brand new with Tfila. Well, not brand new, but Tfila Saneros from a few months back. Matt Dub with Olam Chesed. And you heard Kobe Brummer, the brand new Ali Ali Rishalayim here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Kali, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more. Day 47 in the counting of the Omer. David Matlau, 35 minutes from now with the world's largest Herzl collection. Kali, it's Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. ליצאל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. כמחצית מהאוכלוסייה נפגעה כלכלית במהלך משבר קורונה, כחולה מסקר של הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. כתבתנו ניבי אגור. על פי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, יותר מ-30% מהאוכלוסייה חוו לחץ וחרדה במהלך התקופה שלאחר הסגר. אחד מכל חמישה נשאלים השיבו כי מצבם הנפשי החמיר או החמיר מאוד בזמן המשבר. כמעט מחצי דיווחו כי הם חוששים מקושי בחיסוי ההוצאות. 
בית המשפט המחוזי בירושלים יכריע בעוד זמן קצר האם מלכה לייפר, הנאשמת בעבירות פדופיליה בתלמידות באוסטרליה, כשירה נפשית לעמוד בהליכה סגרה. דסי ארליך, אחת המתלוננות, שוחחה עם עידן קוולר בגלי צה"ל. אנחנו יושבות ומחכות להתחלת הדיון ונקבל עדכונים שוטפים מבית המשפט. אנחנו לא מדמיינות מצב שבו מלכה לייפר לא כשירה לעמוד לדין. לא עולה על דעתנו שהשופטת תפסוק כך. מנגד העורך דין יהודה פריד שמייצג את לייפר טען היא אינה כשירה לעמוד לדין. אני מקווה שהסיכויים לטובתנו, כולנו סומכים שבית המשפט יקבל את ההחלטה הנכונה. שנתיים היא הייתה בחוץ, לא ברכה, לא עשתה שום דבר אחר, והמשפט חודש בשל חוות דעת מסוימת, שבדיעבד בית המשפט פסל אותה. כולם קובעים שמלכה לייפר סובלת ממחלת נפש, או במילים אחרות, אינה יכולה לעמוד לדין. כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל מזכיר כי ההחלטה ניתנת אחרי יותר מ-60 דיונים בבית המשפט ושש שנים. לאחר שאוסטרליה הגישה את בקשת ההסגרה. רצח מיכל סלע, זיכרונה לברכה. הפרקליטות הוסיפה היום לכתב האישום נגד אלירן מלול, כי הוא גם חנק את אשתו, בנוסף לכך שדקר אותה 11 פעמים. לילי בן עמי, אחותה של מיכל, הגיבה על הדברים אצל יעל דן. אמרתי לפרקליט שאני רוצה לדעת בדיוק מה קרה לה באותו לילה. אני רוצה לדעת מה הוא עשה לה, וזה מאוד קשה. אבל אני לא יודעת להסביר לך, לי זה מרגיש להיות יותר קרובה למיכל. אני מאוד, זה מאוד מעסיק אותי. מעבר על מיכל, גם באותה שנה שהיא הייתה איתו. המכון הביולוגי מודיע שתי תרופות לא חדשות התגלו כיעילות לטיפול בקורונה, עם הפרטים כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. מדעני המכון הביולוגי בדקו נגזרות של שתי תרופות שפותחו במקור לחולים במחלת הגושה. במהלך המחקר, טיפול בנגזרות של שתי התרופות הוביל לירידה משמעותית ביכולת השכפול של נגיף הקורונה. כעת שתי התרופות שבפיתוח נמצאות בשלב של בחינת יעילותן כטיפול כנגד נגיף הקורונה החדש בבעלי חיים. מאיגוד ערים כנרת נמסר כי בחמישה עשר חופי האיגוד מבלים כעת יותר משלושה עשר אלף נופשים. מתחילת השבוע הגיעו כחמישים וחמישה אלף בני אדם. כתבנו גיא ורון מוסיף שהחופים נסגרים ונפתחים לסירוגין עקב תפוסה מלאה בהתאם לתו הסגול. מזג האוויר, עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, הרוחות הצפוניות התחזקנה לאורך החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. בחסות שירביט, חברה לביטוח. חזקים, לא ליפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו כולם, הוא חזק ביקול, אלוקים הוא גדול, לא ליפול לעולם, ביחד כולם, כמו מתמיד וזו לא אשליה, הזמן קצר, המלאכה הסתיימה. תצעק אל הגל, תקום, תתפלל, בקרוב זה יקרה, אתה עוד תראה, אל תבחן, אתה לא לבד, כולנו איתך. חזקים, לא ניפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו כולם, הוא חזק מהכל, 
מספיק, כבר כלו הקיצים, כבר אפיים שנה יהודים מקווים, בתמימות טרורה מחכים, אולי היום הוא יגיע. עם כל הכוח שיש, רק תבקש אלוקים, תודה על כל מה שיש, תקום ותצחק את העצב תמחק, תאמין שיהיה טוב. חזקים, לא ניפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו כולם, הוא חזק מהכל, אלוקים הוא גדול, לא ניפול לעולם, ביחד כולם, כמו תמיד. חזקים, לא ניפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו
my dear friend, Yoni Roy. J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki in the Sephardic medley. Before that, Mordechai Shapiro's Schar Mitzvah. You heard Salam done by the New York Boys Choir. Maishi Tischler, brand new with Chazak Kim. Tuesday morning, day 47 in the counting of the Omer. Hope your Memorial Day weekend was nice. Um, Want to wish a mazel tov to David and Joyce Silverman in Staten Island. They're celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary today on the 26th of May. Mazel tov to Lillian Mazur. Uh, and to their children, Chaim Eliezer Sima and Shlomo Minzer, and Sarah and Ari, Ari um, Litvinchik. I hope I have that pronounced correctly. And Mazda to their grandchildren, Eliana and Talia Minzer, and Kalman Litvin, Litvinchuk, and to the entire Mishbacha from all of us here at JM and the AM. And again, Mazda to David and Joy Silverman, 40 years today on the 26th. Of May, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Check them out by going to the website, kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy your 10% discount with promo code radio. And a special thank you to those who uh, contributed yesterday to our fundraiser. We had an amazing day yesterday. Couldn't actually believe it for a legal holiday. We did as well as we did. And a big thank you to everybody who came through with wonderful donations, some of which I'm going to try to read later because uh, there's some wonderful messages. And um, again, thank you to anybody who has not yet participated in a 2020 fundraiser. There's a website, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And we thank you very much for remembering us during uh, our annual fundraiser. Again, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Don't forget. David Matlow, 10 minutes from now. Uh, Zoom in, everybody. Zoom in and enjoy a uh, visual 
of the world's largest Herzl collection, the Zoom ID. You can go there right now, 814-353-5064, The password is J-M-A-M, all lowercase. The password is J-M-A-M. More coming up. It's J-M in the A-M.
Jam and the AM, brand new from uh, Maishi Tischler. It's called Mode Ani. Day 47 in the Counting of the Omer. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast. Um, you can zoom in right now if you want to join us and see David Matlow in his first presentation uh, via visual uh, medium uh, with JM and the AM. He was here, remember, about, uh, about 13, 14 months ago. David was here in studio. We were talking about the amazing Herzl collection. Um... Uh, but now it's the first time we're actually going to see part of his collection uh, via Zoom. Uh, you can zoom in. You can zoom in with the passcode, or actually with the ID, 814-353-5064. That's 814-353-5064. The, uh, the password is JMAM, and that's all lowercase. Again, it's 814-353-5064, and the passcode is JMAM. Um, all right, simple as that. And we're going to try to get it onto Facebook Live as well, so those of you out there can uh, participate and watch uh, via Facebook Live as well. Um here at JM and the AM. All right? And that's the story. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zebnabes of Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basarbes of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We learn concerning the holiday of Shavuos. The Talmud tells us in Psachim, Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said, Hakol modim, everyone agrees, that on Shavuos, we also need eating, drinking, and enjoying. The Zerashimshan asked the question, why is this? It's the day the Torah was given over. We have to understand, the day that the Torah was given over should be all for spiritual pursuits. It is a day in which we understand the great spirituality that Klai Yisrael has been blessed with. On that day, it should be all learning. It should be all mitzvahs. Why is it that we have also the mitzvah to eat and drink and enjoy the material? There is an understanding that we have that the reason that we were able to get the Torah is that when the Torah was being given, the angels began to argue. They said to Hashem, the Torah belongs in heaven. It doesn't belong with earthly people. Because of that, there had to be an argument that would be advanced, that the malachim, that the angels would understand. So, they picked out certain mitzvahs and they presented it to the malachim. Is it true that you steal one from another? Do you desire each other's belongings? No. But there's a mitzvah in the Torah, lo signo. It must mean that it was meant for mortal man. It was not meant to be in heaven. Do you keep the laws of kashrus? Is there eating and drinking in heaven? No. There's only eating and drinking on earth. Because of this, the angels were forced to let the Torah be given to mortal man to descend towards the earth. As we understand it, that is the reason why we eat and drink and enjoy on Shavuos, because we prove that we are careful in all of the laws. 
the laws concerning eating meat and milk together, the laws concerning having separate utensils, and being careful with all of the laws of kashras, this all proves that we are the worthy recipients of the Torah. During World War II, there was a group of young men that unfortunately were made to work at a labor camp from early morning till late at night. Aside from the great physical labor and pain that they had endured each and every day, they were also hungry. There wasn't enough food for them. One day, a young man came to his home and said that the rabbi had just been mater, had said it is now permissible to eat basar sus, the meat of a horse, in order that they should be able to sustain themselves and be strong. When the mother of this young man heard this, she said, In my house, bus or sus, meat of the horse, you go and get a psak. You get a decision from the Devar Avram. If that great man says that I can have horse meat in this house, I'll cook it for you myself. The young man listened to his mother, went to the Devar Avram, and the Devar Avram asked him, let me ask you a question. What is your last name? And he told him, Where did you learn in yeshiva? And he told him, I learned in Vilkomer, the famous yeshiva. He said to him, Even though I might have been matter this horse meat for a different person, but someone who comes from your family, who was always so strict in observance, someone that had learned in the yeshiva of Vilkomer, I tell you, I am not moderate for you. And in the schus that you and your family will not eat from the horse meat, I am maftiach. I promise you that you will all survive this terrible dark time. And so he went home and told his mother the answer of the Devar Avram. Each and every member of his family survived the Holocaust. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. will give everybody a last chance to get into our Zoom. David Matlow with the world's largest Herzl collection is coming up in a couple of minutes uh, to discuss Herzl and his collection and uh, highlight a couple of items for us. Uh, if you want to see it and see the items that he's going to be talking about, you can go on Zoom right now at 814-353-5064, 314 Five zero six four. The uh, the password is J M A M. All lowercase. The password is J M A M. That's all lowercase. And good news: if you're on Facebook, the entire Zoom session has already begun on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com/slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com/slash Nahum Siegel Network. We'll take a music break for a couple of minutes. Get everyone in on the Zoom and get set to start with David Matlow right here at J M in the A M. To sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. 
Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight. Let me fall in love in Israel. Wherever you go. Shares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the streets. Answer the prayers of our children, so they need not fear in Israel. J.M. in the A.M., wherever you go, I will go. Words from Megillat Ruth that we read on uh, on Shabbos in the um, Diaspora on Friday, the first day Shavuos in Israel, or the only day Shavuos in Israel, I should say. And um, as we get into this segment about Theodore Herzl, imagine if he would have heard this song, someone actually in the year 2020 or any time, in the last uh, 72 years, speaking of being in Israel and uh, what the land and the state um, would be uh, for him. And we'll get David Matlow's comments in a moment. And Mayor Weingarten is with us. I want to just remind everybody, David was here in studio just a few months ago. And uh, when we were up in Toronto and he showed us the incredible collection that he has. And those of you on Zoom and on Facebook Live, you could see part of it in the background of David's uh, of David's screen. Uh, he left us with this beautiful book, uh, Collecting the Dream, David Matlow, with uh, photography by uh, Dana Tal-El and uh, Kevin Viner, and uh, sent it to us with a beautiful inscription and note, and some of the remarkable items that are uh, in his collection. You can't see it on my Zoom because of our background, but some of the remarkable items that are in his collection uh, you could read about in uh, the book that he's responsible for. In addition... I want to mention that many people in our audience are already familiar with this. Uh, this is the, uh, oh, you can't see it. I can't believe it. 
because of Zoom, we can't. Uh, we can't. Oh, there it is. Well, not really. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a model of a Herzl over the Rhine River at the Three Kings Hotel in uh, in uh, Switzerland. Uh, as he's uh, it, it, it remembered in that famous pose. And today I was going to show a different one because uh, David had actually given us two of those: one the actual model, and one a silhouette of Herzl. Um, I, I apologize that because of the way we're set up on Zoom that I can't actually show it, uh, but but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, uh, it, I want everyone to know that both of them have prominent space in our studio right now and always. David Matlow, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you very much for having me. Good morning. Good morning and a pleasure to have you. And we have you on uh, on Zoom. We have Mayor Weingarten. Mayor, shalom, shalom, boker tov. And, uh, okay, and David, and you're also on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Any last-minute Zoomers who want to get in right now, the code is 814-353-5064, 814-353-5064, and the uh, Zoom password is JMAM. David, um, let's start with some background. Uh, explain to uh, all those who are tuned in around the world why you have the world's largest Herzl collection. Well, that's a very often asked question. I have been fascinated with Herzl since I was a kid. It's a weird thing for a 10-year-old to be fascinated with Herzl. And I'm also a collector. I've collected things my whole life, stamps, coins, Toronto Maple Leaf memorabilia. <laughs> and those two interests coincided in this Herzl collection. Everything I do, I do to excess. So if I'm collecting Herzl, I have to have the world's largest collection of Herzl memorabilia. And um, I, in addition to be a fascinating person, he's an inspiring person. Every day he inspires me to pursue my dreams and, like Herzl, do something to improve the condition of the Jewish people and the state of Israel. Um, and so that's why I think about him. And I'm surrounded. Those of you watching uh, on Zoom or Facebook Live can see Herzl is literally over my shoulder all the time. Uh, that is um, uh, an understatement. He's over your shoulder, and it seems everywhere else, in every direction That's you turn. True. But yes, the statue is, of course, quite obvious over the shoulder. David Matlow is with us. You, um, you have a, um, and I hope I can find this here for a second. Give me just one second, everybody, because you have an unbelievable quote that I think is uh, so worthwhile sharing uh, with the community. Um, and let me just see here for a moment. Give me one second. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. I'll look forward as you do your presentation because you talk about uh, the state of Israel and what it has become. It's become the closest to a model society, if you will, the, the closest to a world leader in every category. And these are things that sometimes we forget. And you remind us that Herzl dreamt about. This was not simply a homeland for the Jews. He, he sought that the homeland should be a shining example for the rest of the world, both for Jew and and non-Jew. That's absolutely right. What Herzl said was the purpose of Zionism is not simply to have a plot of land for the Jewish people, it obviously includes that, but to build a model society on that land. And so one of the reasons I talk about Herzl is to inspire people not to get frustrated, not to throw their hands up um, and say, this is too complicated, it's too messy, it'll never be straightened out, but be like Herzl. Use your skills and talents 
towards something important and bigger than yourself, which is the future of the Jewish people. And, and the, in the period of coronavirus, Herzl also teaches us that tomorrow can be better than today. So hang in there, work towards it. Tomorrow will be better for all of us. And you said, uh, you, you, the way you just uh, put it, of course, was a perfect synopsis of what I wanted to read. So I thank you for that. But yes, uh, that mission is certainly, uh, it, whether it's been accomplished yet, we could argue, but it's certainly uh, obvious that Israel, the state of Israel, is on its way to becoming exactly uh, what Herzl dreamt about, which is also pretty amazing. Uh, and by the way, one more note before I turn things over to you and pin your videos so people could see your presentation. Uh, one more note, and that is that you've actually seen what you just described in action, because you described to us, I don't remember if it was here or in your home, but you described to us how you've walked into public high schools, including some named for Herzl, and have given a, a, a talk about his life and have seen faculty and students be inspired by it in, in, in what we would consider unlikely places. So one of my five items, which I'll get to, will we'll address just that. And you're referring to a school in uh, North Lawndale, which is a part of Chicago, Western Chicago, which 100 years ago was called Little Jerusalem. It was the seat of hundreds of thousands of Jewish members of uh, the Chicago community. In 1915, they asked for a public school that was being built to be named after Herzl. So it's the Theodore Herzl Public School. In the intervening 100 years, the Jewish community of Chicago has moved to Skokie and Oak Park and other places. The school's name remains the Theodore Herzl Public School. It's a very uh, distressed neighborhood, yet the principal, a fantastic woman named Tamara Davis and her team of teachers are, are determined to stop the cycle of poverty and despair through education. Frankly, a very Jewish thing to do, even though there are no Jews in the school or in the neighborhood. And interestingly, when Martin Luther King came to Chicago in the 60s, he lived around the corner from that very school. And in the ethos of the school, Herzl is like a Martin Luther King, that you can do things to improve the conditions of your people and frankly, make a great sacrifice for that goal. David, before I continue, uh, before you continue, I, I have to get uh, my colleague, Mayor Weingard. It looks like based on his facial expression that he's chomping at the bit to react to what you've said so far. Mayor, what do you think? It's, it's just amazing. It's beautiful. And I, I can't wait to see this collection. And um, the, the idea that there's a school, in, a public school in Chicago named after Theodore Herzl <laughs> is a, a, a wow. It is amazing. And I remind discovery. And I remind everybody that I am one tenth of a mile away right now from the Henrietta Zold School on East Broadway on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So it is it is interesting, American Jewish history, and sometimes both American Jewish and Israel are lumped together uh, through some of these experiences. Um, David, do you give us a, uh, a visual of the whole collection or that's something that's only reserved for visitors up to Toronto? Like, do we get to see for five seconds the vastness of the collection or is that something that's reserved only for people who show up there? Uh, no, not at all. So right behind me, as I said, Herzl is over my shoulder. Obviously, <laughs> for your listeners, you can't see that, but there's a giant vitrine behind me with shelves of Herzl all the way up and drawers as well. This is the three-dimensional part of it. 
and there are uh, there's a whole other room when our youngest child went away to university we were empty nesters we enlarged the house and we asked the architect have you ever built a herzl room and of course he had not uh, had not but there's another room which is filled with books and uh, archival folders um and the only room in the house without herzl is my daughter yael's who she declared her room a Herzl-free zone. <laughs> Otherwise, there's Herzl everywhere. And by the way, I need to point out, those who do visit you leave with great gifts like we did. The silhouette and the model and, of course, the Herzl socks that you gave us and many other interesting items that people would be shocked to hear that Herzl's brand and name was actually slapped on. Absolutely. So this, for those watching, this is their Herzl uh, on the balcony. And I should, you may not know this, Nathan, but the same person who made this has a new item, which is this Herzl doll, part of the Zionist action figures. I have no connection to this company, but it's called Piece of History, and you can order this online. There's 10 or 12 of them. The most recent ones uh, he did are Hannah Senish and Josef Trumpeldor. Wow. There's about 12 of these, but Herzl, of course, is the most dear to me. Wow. I may have to eliminate our snow globe collection and start getting into the Jewish Heroes collection. I love that. Have a uh, birthday coming up, Nathan? <laughs> Maybe for my birthday would be a good idea. Actually, actually, it's Father's Day. I'll have David and Mayor drop a hint to my children. Fantastic. Uh, we can't cross the border, but maybe Mayor can. <laughs> also, the, uh, the the one we were most uh, anxious to get for Jerusalem Day, Yom Yerushalayim, was Teddy Kollek. Maybe Mayor, maybe they'll make one of him one of these days, and we'll have that yeah. for and Yom the Yerushalayim. the website again, what is it, Piece of History? What piece was of History. There's dashes between peace, P-I-E-C-E, dash of dash history dot com. Okay. And there's a whole line of Zionist action figures. David, we'll you're on you're on Zoom, you're on Facebook, and of course, most importantly, you're on JM in the AM. Take it away. What could you share with us regarding these items? So I've selected five items from my collection just to give us a, a sense. And for listeners, I'll try and describe them. I should say that um, the book that you were kindly referenced, uh, Collecting the Dream, one of my projects for the sheltering at home was to create a website. So if you go to HerzlCollection.com, wow. uh, the book is there in PDF form, documentary films, all, all, all kinds of Herzl stuff. But those who want to see the book can see it uh, free online. Thank you. So I've selected five items to give you just a sense of my collection and a little bit about Herzl. So the first is an actual uh, correspondence between Herzl and his friend, Egon Zweig. Egon Zweig was a cousin of Stefan Zweig, the writer. He was a prominent Zionist living in Vienna. So this is an envelope from Herzl to Egon Zweig. Uh, it's on the letterhead of the Zionist Congress. It's written in 1902. And interestingly, Herzl's telephone number in Vienna was 199, but there were not many phones at the time. <laughs> but this is the letter itself. And hopefully you can see that Herzl's yep. signature on it. Oh, so it's the wrong side. Her her, Herzl's signature on it. And what this is, is a letter that Herzl wrote to Stefan Zweig. Herzl was married, he had three children. And in this letter, he's asking um, Egon Zweig, can you, my son Hans is collecting postage stamps. Would you mind putting together some stamps and sending it to him? He's, uh, he's at a resort now, it was summertime. And so this is the thank you note from Hans 
to A Guns Wag, thank you very much for sending me the stamps. So these were real people, a father, he was a father of the Jewish nation, Jewish state, but he was also a father, not the best father. And there were some lots of issues in terms of his children and his wife, uh, and ultimately all his children and grandchildren passed. So he has no descendants. Uh, so we're, we're the beneficiaries of his efforts for us, but his children and wife suffered for it. Wow. But he, he was indeed a father, cared for his kids and tried to help in their collection, his, his son's collection. Um, Herzl, of course, um, is known for writing the Judenstadt, Midinata Yehudim, the Jewish state, the book, but and that was in February 1896. And the first thing that he did of major import was convene a first, the first Zionist Congress, which was in Basel in August of 1897. There were six Congresses during his lifetime and 22 before independence and God willing travel restrictions permitting. Uh, the 38th Zionist Congress is planned for Jerusalem in October. And, but what I tried to focus on in these items is an Americana and Herzl uh, based on the nature of the listeners. And so what I'm showing now, what this is is a small booklet it's called the Zionist Congress. This is the proceedings in full. This was, it was, it was 10 cents. So this is maybe four inches by eight inches and maybe 60 pages. And this was printed in 1897, published by Philip Cowan Publisher, 213 215th East 44th Street in New York City in 1897. So the Congress was in August and by the end of the year, there was printed in New York City, um, the details of the Congress itself. On the back of it is a facsimile of the postcard that was distributed at the Congress. It says Zionist Congress 1897. And there's two pic, there's an image on either side. On the left is people praying at the Kotel, uh, the Western Wall. And on the right is the farmer seating the plot of land. His, his plot of land in Eretz Yisrael. This, so that was a facsimile, and this is an original of that very postcard. Um, and what's interesting, I'll try and hold it up to, to the camera if I can get it properly. It is signed by Herzl it's himself. Um, hey, Ein Reish Sadiq Lamed. Right. He very rarely signed in Hebrew. Uh, so that's a, a rare one of him signing in Hebrew. I have him signing as T.H. Herzl. Um, once one is uh, Benjamin, I have a signature from him, his Hebrew name, Benjamin Zev Herzl. But this is a very rare example of Herzl signing uh, in Hebrew or Yiddish. At, this, um, at the second Zionist Congress, there was Herzl's one of his ideas, his major idea was just not an idea of a Jewish state, but how to go about it. Right. The Midinat HaYehudim, the Jewish state, was a blueprint. How do you go about it? And, and so, what's marvelous about Herzl and what's inspirational is it's not just about having an idea. Ideas are a dime a dozen, they're cheap. It was going to do something about it. The Congress was one of those things. And the, one of his very first ideas was to create a Jewish bank called the Jewish Colonial Trust, which would take uh, raise capital, issue shares, 
take deposits, have branches, and fund development and settlement in Eretz Israel. It was created at the Second Zionist Congress in Basel in 1898 and sold shares at one pound sterling a share, which was very expensive at the time. I don't know what it would correlate to now. So shares were purchased on installments. By August of 1899, there was an organization in America. So I'm showing a postcard. I think it's Thomas Jefferson on the, on the stamp. Uh, August, and it's mailed in August of 1899. And what this is, is it's in Yiddish, but it is a request from the Jewish Colonial Trust that it's time to pay the second installment <laughs> on your shares. Uh, on Canal See? Street. <laughs> Correct. It's, um, and yes, 54 Canal Street, which is not too far from where your broadcast. I, I right think that's now. where my bank is. <laughs> Funny. And so maybe that was a, a branch then. And so these shares were sold. Hundreds of thousands of Jews bought one share at a time. My great grandparents who lived in, in Mullich in Belarus uh, bought shares. This was a way to not only support the Zionist dream of Herzl, but to do something tangible and, and show your connection to it. Uh, the fourth item I want to show is this postcard. There are lots of postcards with Herzl's uh, image on it. I'm holding a, a postcard. It's blue and it has uh, like an ink drawing of Herzl right. on it. And it says Zion. It's from uh, the Sabbath Sewell in Chicago by Mr. Pollock. It was mailed in 1903. But what's fascinating about this particular postcard is it's addressed to Herzl himself, who's at the Sixth Zionist Congress in Basel. And I can tell from the postmarks that it looks like it arrived in Basel after the Congress had, uh, had ended. So either the postmaster or someone at the Three Kings Hotel where he was staying um, decided to keep the postcard and through a series of purchases or whatever, it wound up with me. So there are a number of outbound items from Herzl because people would have received them, but there are very few inbound items to Herzl outside the Zionist archives in Jerusalem, which has all of his personal effects. Wow. And the fifth item, just tying to the description of the Theodore Herzl School we talked about in Chicago, this blue, it's a blue document. It's called Blue and White, which is the yearbook of the Theodore Herzl School in Chicago in 1931. So I'm showing, a, this is a picture of the school. It's a massive school, had thousands of kids in marble atop those pillars, which, which only people seeing it. But imagine a school with giant pillars and on top it says Theodore Herzl Public School. The yearbook is called the Blue and White, Kaholvilavan, uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. But interestingly, <laughs> this is 1931. There's an article on the front page about Dr. Theodore Herzl and describing who Herzl was and that some of the students now don't know who Herzl was. This particular time, all the students were Jewish. But interestingly, it ends with this small paragraph. This movement made him sick in body and soul. He kept on until his health gave away. On July 2, 1904, the world and the Jewish people had a great lost a great leader for his death ended his active laborers, labors forever. Years after his death, 
his followers made his dream come true. This is written in 1931. <gasps> Before the Weird. founding of the state. Right. So I guess they were talking about the Halutzim who right. were going to build the nation, of the course. British mandate, uh, the Jewish agency starting to put in place the country that was created 17 years later. And the Balfour Declaration. Right. Balfour that's absolutely, well. You're absolutely right. So it, that's five wow. items. I could do this show a thousand times <laughs> and not repeat it. <laughs> that's for sure. And that, you know, it's, it's interesting. And we have to we have to put ourselves in that context of 1931. That as much as to us, uh, there was not even a state, and therefore it was you know, literally in its infancy. The reality is that between uh, the era of Herzl in the early 1900s and 1931, the progress that was made in the land of Israel was, it was amazing. And we have to remember that when we put it in historical context. Before I turn to Mayor Weingarten, because I'm sure he has a, uh, a historical uh, comment uh, regarding what we've just heard from David Matlow, I want to read, and David did it very well before, but I just want to read it word for word. This is why... Uh, what David writes about why Herzl, and he writes, Theodore Herzl, the founder of the Zionist movement, the visionary of the state of Israel, and its dreamer-in-chief, famously said, if you will it, it is not a dream. He also said, for Zionism includes not only the yearning for a plot of promised land legally acquired for our weary people, but also the yearning for ethical and spiritual fulfillment. Herzl's dream was not only about having a land, but of building a model society in that land. His dream has been fulfilled but it has not yet been completed. Completing it is up to all of us. And how right you are, David, and what an important message that is, that uh, the state of Israel, and boy, are we proud. You go through any category, and Israel is now a leader, but we still have work to do. Sure do. We always uh, will. Mayor, uh, you know, Mayor, that one of the reasons that this is so fascinating to me is because of my personal connection to the Zionist Congress. My father was the youngest representative to the last pre-state uh, Zionist Congress. Uh, so I've always, you know, and you, of course, yourself and the Weingarten family have heard plenty of stories over the years, many of them when we were uh, younger, and if not stories, and certainly facts like the one I just mentioned. Uh, Mayor, your reaction to David's presentation? Yeah, first of all, my father was also a delegate to a Zionist Congress, I think the first one after the state. Wow. Um, and um, the presentation is amazing. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. Uh, on the 1931 uh, piece that you showed and, and the, the way that it's phrased as if there is already a state, um, we're now celebrating the 100th anniversary of the San Remo Conference, which in essence was and continues to be the international recognition of the fact that there should be a Jewish state in what was then called Palestine, in Eretz Israel. So by 1931, I think people see it as it's, it's still in the future, but it's the dream that he had, which really, when he was alive, when he started, was, I mean, people would think that he's nuts. You know, what's he talking about? It's like a crazy thing. And the, so literally a dream, um, but by 1931, the the speed with which all these things happened, the Balfour Declaration and uh, the San Remo Conference and all this is uh, is is already happening. Well, you're you're absolutely right, and someone can draw a direct line between Herzl and the Balfour Declaration, which was the antecedent to the San Remo and the British Mandate, based on. Um, I think he uh, Balfour was the was the prime minister 
of England at the time that England offered Herzl and the Zionist movement Uganda as a night shelter and interim home. And uh, Lord, Lord Chamberlain was the lawyer retained by the Zionist movement to help draft a charter who was the prime minister at the time of the Balfour Declaration. So you can draw a direct line, not just uh, philosophically or morally or spiritually, but tangibly between Herzl's work and the Balfour Declaration, which wow. gave rise to the I didn't know that. San Remo Agreement. Phenomenal. Uh, listener Chaya says, thank you for sharing this fascinating view of Jewish history. Uh, David, my question is, will part two include the uh, Herzl Hockey Tournament? Will that be one of the, <laughs> one of the uh, things you will focus on when we do this again? All happily. It's, it's very small for your viewers, but right up there is the famous Herzl hockey bobblehead. And really, there is, Herzl had no connection with hockey. Uh, in Toronto, the Stanley Cup also is a dream, um, but that's the only connection between Herzl and hockey. But in Canada, where I am, if you want to interest someone in anything, connect it to hockey. You say hockey and Herzl, I said, okay, and that's interesting. Very good point. Like my father, when he came to this country, said I had no choice but to learn about baseball. I wanted to speak to the Jewish youth, so I had no choice but to learn the rules of baseball. Uh, David, Ken, thank you enough. Information, just give the website. uh, Any information people need, what should they do? HerzlCollection.com, www.HerzlCollectionOneWord.com. There's uh, my book, a documentary film with a password various links and things, and my my email address is on the website if someone wants to ask me a question. And by the way, even though we've already discussed this, I think for sure once, maybe even twice uh, on this program, uh, I do remind everybody that David is is so immersed in Theodore Herzl and the history of Theodore Herzl uh, that he actually spent a milestone birthday on the balcony of the Three Kings Hotel in Basel over the Rhine River. And I can tell you that Mayor and I are jealous, David, that you had that experience in what's actually called the Herzl Suite, right? Room 117 at the Three Kings Hotel. <laughs> so that's Herzl had his picture taken on the balcony overlooking the Rhine River. That was in the Fifth Zionist Congress in 1901. The hotel realizes the significance. There is a plaque in the... Uh, in that room, I just got an email a couple of weeks ago that the hotel is opening June first. So if <laughs> if flights go, and they they're very they understand the significance of that room. So if the room is not booked, if you're a tourist, you can go there and you can ask for the key. If if someone's not in there, you can take a picture on the balcony. Phenomenal. And that that was captured in my documentary film, My Herzl, which is you can watch through that website. It's on the website and the the Vimeo password is there as well. Phenomenal, David. I'll tell you, we could do this all day long. And, uh, and, and yes, they knew who to contact when they reopened the hotel. They knew exactly who to get that message to. Uh, I thank you. I thank you very, very much. And we should do this again very soon. My pleasure. Have a good day. Stay safe, everybody. David Matlow, he's got the world's the world's largest Herzl collection. Pretty amazing, huh? The world's largest Herzl collection. And uh, I want to thank him. I want to thank Mayor Weingarten. I want to thank all those who Zoomed in. I want to thank those who watched on Facebook Live. And I want to thank uh, all of you for tuning into JM. There's only one way to wrap up this segment, in my opinion.
Shlach et malachecha kdoshim Ve'ahava levadech Et achatam v'yet akala Yom Ze'et ratzon Hayom Ze'et shalom Hayom azet hibne v'inyan chadam
שהחזרת את נשמתי, מודה אני הבגד שהנחת על גופי, שלא יהיה לי קר, אתה שומר J.M. and the A.M. with Simcha Liner. 
Great medley. Day 47 in the counting of the Omer. Day number 47. That's six weeks and five days. We got the count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Rabbi Kenny Brander is with us. He's, of course, president and Rosh Yeshiva of the Artora Stone Network of Institutions based in Israel, and they have a major, major event coming up in preparation for the holiday of Shavuot and in honor of Rabbi Riskin's 80th birthday. 24 hours of non-stop Torah classes. For us here in the New York area, it begins at 1 a.m. tonight, goes all the way to 1 a.m. Uh, Thursday morning, uh, Erev Shavuos. It's 24 hours of non-stop Torah classes with 96 or Torah Stone rabbis, rabbaniot, shlichim, educators, and staff. You're all invited to go to ots.org.il for the details, ots.org.il. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Rav Nachum. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. This is unique. I mean, obviously, th- there are people who are doing things like this, especially in the COVID situation, people being at home, etc. I don't. I haven't seen any 24-hour program and one that includes 96 religious educational leaders uh, all uh, under uh, one roof, as we would say, under the Ortora Stone banner. Tell me about the uh, how this came about, this program that starts late tonight. Well, in preparation for Shavuos, and obviously in honor of Rabbi Riskin's 80th birthday, which is actually tomorrow, wow. which is actually Thursday, it's actually Thursday, sorry, um, uh, we wanted to do something appropriate. Um, and these 96 rabbi, uh, rabbis, Rabbi Niyot, Shlichim, educators, and staff um, are under the virtual roof of Ortora Stone. The right. shiurim are happening from all over the world. Um and as you can see, if anyone goes onto the website, ots.org.il, slash Shavuot, or just, you'll find it. You'll see there are many different languages. There's a few in Russian. There's obviously a whole bunch in English. Obviously, most are in Hebrew, in Spanish, in all different languages, because we have uh, faculty uh, all over the world, 300 emissaries throughout the diaspora, you know, hundreds of teachers uh, within Israel itself, and we wanted to give them a t- chance to pay tribute uh, to Rabbi Riskin, who has uh, been a living Torah. And therefore, what better way than to have a day of or Torah, of light of Torah, learning in preparation for Shavuot and in honor of Rabbi Riskin's 80th birthday. We put this together. A lot of people have worked on this, um, and there's uh, you know one, uh, there's two, there's parallel classes. So you'll see if you go online, you'll see there's one Zoom channel and the second Zoom channel. That's consistently the same Zoom channel throughout. And then for those of you who don't, who can't learn the 24 hours, or like myself, and want to listen to all the shiurim that we put on the Ortora Stone website, and you'll be able to go back and please God over the course of the year listen to all of the shiurim that you didn't hear live. But uh, over the course of the year, you'll you'll listen to the rest of them. It is an amazing effort. Very meaningful that it's in honor of Ariskin's 80th birthday. Um, everybody, it's really simple. It really is simple. Go to ots.org.il. You'll see there's a, a tab there with more information. It gives you the entire schedule in English for those of you who are on this side of the world who want to see the schedule in English and with the times uh, according to the Eastern Time Zone as well. Uh, it's a day of Torah study, Torah learning. Uh, brought to you by R. Torah Stone. Again, 24 hours of nonstop Torah classes beginning at 1 a.m. Eastern Time tonight, uh, going until 1 a.m. Eastern Time 
on Thursday morning, uh, Erev Shavuot, and it's 96 Ortora Stone rabbis, Rabbani Shlichim, educators and staff. And Rabbi Brander, it's funny that you mentioned different languages, etc. I think this is really a great way, a wonderful method of people around the world to discover just how many places you have Ortora Stone students and leaders. Um, the languages obviously would speak to that. And they'll also get an idea of the types of people that are teaching for the institution and for the Jewish people around the world under your banner. Because I think that often we speak about it and we hear the numbers and the vastness and we talk about global and we talk about the journeys that you take to visit people when it's non-COVID time, to visit people around the world and all these different continents. But here we get a chance to really meet these personalities and get familiar with where they come from and what they are doing on a regular basis through this unique program. I think that's one of the big benefits of this Shavuos program. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, whether it is representatives from Midrash at Lindenbaum or all three branches of Midrash at Lindenbaum, whether it's representatives from uh, Arabeim, you know, who are in different parts of the world and, and uh, are serving uh, as rabbis or rabbiniot in different parts of the world, whether it's the work that we're doing in the larger Israeli community through our Yachad program, our Jewish identity program, whether it's the work that we're doing in our various yeshivot, in our Hezir yeshivot, uh, whether it's the work that's happening with uh, helping uh, over 600 agunot a year that we help. This is uh, an amazing opportunity to show the tapestry known as Ortora Stone, and for us to be able to share the really the unbelievable Torah of Ortora that is represented in so many different ways and in so many different colors, which is really a tribute to Rabbi Riskin. No question about it. A great tribute. Happy birthday, number 80, to Rabbi Riskin, and everybody can join in on this unique day of Ortora Stone learning in preparation for Shavuot, 24 hours, 96 liters. Uh, just log on. All the information is there, and you can get started tonight. Go to ots.org.il, ots.org.il. Rabbi Brander, there was a, a recent statement made by the Sephardic chief rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, describing non-Torah subjects taught within yeshiva settings. Uh, the word he used was shtuyot, as in nonsense, and you felt the need to respond uh, to his public statement. What was it that you said, and why the need to respond? Well, uh, first of all, let's acknowledge the fact that the Rishon Lezion, uh should be treated with the utmost respect, um, and I would like to make sure that we all do that, even though there's a lot of people after his comments that are not treating him with any respect. But he mentioned the comment in front of a group of uh, rabbis, as well as the new minister of religion, or Saradatot, I guess, Minister of Religion or Religious Affairs, um, that, you know, a real serious rabbi would only, uh, would only send his child and the children in his cities to yeshivot that don't teach any general studies. And the yeshivot that teach math, English, uh, science, things of that nature are involved in shkiot. And, and, you know, on uh, Erev Shavuot, when we're supposed to receive the Torah, as Nachum, you were so, uh, you were an important part of that program that celebrated that. Thank you. Here you have someone who played a role in that program, who's basically trashing the entire community of Yeshivot high schools, not only in Israel, but in the world. 
I mean, all of the high schools that we have been beneficiaries of who have produced Gedola Yisrael as well as doctors and lawyers and political thinkers and who have made differences both as lay Kodesh and clay Kodesh and the Jewish people. All of a sudden, they're all being dismissed as shtiot. And that really, and that's really being mezalzo. That's really embarrassing. People are telling me, I have to tell you something. I bought, in the beginning of this year, 10 sets of shas. Because I give away a shas to any student who has finished shas. Wow. This year, that means since Elul, considering that there's been COVID since Purim, I've given away six out of the 10 sets. Now, keep in mind, it was a Dafyomi year. Right. But I've given away six sets. I'm talking to a 16-year-old young lady who finished shas, to three 11th graders who finished shas in this, what he called yeshiva, the teacher's studios. Um, to two Kohel's families who finished Shas, to a couple that finished Shas. I only gave them one Shas because they <laughs> learned it together. But the bottom line is that, you know, like you can't just be Mavaza. You can't just embarrass and say, you want to, I'm, I'm fine with saying that there's more than one approach to Torah. There's not just one approach. And there are people who feel that general studies, although I disagree with that with all my heart and with all my soul, because I believe that through general studies, you have a better understanding of God. By understanding the science, you, you find HaKadosh Baruch there. There's a rendezvous with God there. By understanding math, forget about the fact that you can't answer a halachic question in medical ethics without understanding medicine, or you can't build an era without understanding Sokotoa, 21-degree angles of Yud and things of that nature. You find God simply by studying that material. But to, but to suggest that it's Shduyot and to do that an Erev, Shavuot, when we're receiving the Torah together, after we've just commemorated the loss of Rabbi Akiva students, because we didn't treat each other with respect, during a time of corona where we've learned that uh, social distancing doesn't mean we should be separate, during the period of time in which we're mourning the loss of the major communities during the first crusade, while we recite Ava Rachman, even when we benched Rosh Chodesh, this past Shabbos, uh, whether you did it in a minion that's been mandated, that's been permitted in Israel or in your in your home, when you bench Rosh Chodesh or you said Rosh Chodesh prayer, you still said Avarachamim. How do you do that? And indeed, I was re- I reminded the chief rabbi, in the most respectful way, of course, only speaking to him in the third person, that I remember when his father, Rabbi Vadi Yosef, came to Yeshiva University. He saw Rabbi Salvatichik, in the middle of the base medrash, he hugged him and kissed him. And the halacha says that one should not hug and kiss a human being in a Beit Midrash. So the students asked Rabbi Vati Yosef, how could you hug and kiss Rabbi Salavechik in a Beit Midrash? It's a, it's a, it's a halacha, you're supposed to hug and kiss someone. So Rabbi Vati Yosef turned to them and said, you're not allowed to kiss someone, but you're allowed to kiss a Sefer Torah. Hmm. Rabbi Salavechik is a living Sefer Torah. Rabbi Vati and Rabbi Salavechik didn't see eye to eye in everything, but there was a respect. It was a sense of that we're in this together. And the fact that you can publicly just dismiss the infrastructure of all the Shavuot Tichoniot, kids who learn from 7 in the morning to 7 at night uh, and, and have accomplished so much in so many different components of society, both all over the world. And so that there needed to be a respectful, a respectful voice. And more important than that, 
I invited the chief rabbi to come to see one of these yeshivot that he, that he says are teaching shtudot. And perhaps by seeing it and sharing words of Torah there, we'll realize that these are very respectable students who are very motivated and very engaged. I really hope he takes you up on the invitation, frankly, because he's going to see something remarkable, like every time we walk into your institution, what we see. Um, and and call a vote for what you did in terms of responding and how you responded. And I, th- I know there are a lot of people listening who are glad that that dialogue has begun, and I'm hoping, hoping that it is, in fact, a respectful dialogue that continues. No one's looking to, to pick fights and to divide us Confident. even further. And if he decides to come, I will definitely let you know. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Uh, everybody out there, my Brandon and I remind you that Rabbi Riskin celebrates his 80th birthday this week. It's also the holiday of Shavuos this week. And with b- both those things in mind, you're being asked to participate in a unique program. 96 liters, 24 hours. It all starts at 1 a.m. Eastern time tonight. Go to the website for all the details, and that's OTS.org.il. OTS.org.il. Rabbi Brandon, I take this opportunity. Oh, by the way, before we wish you a happy uh, Chag Shavuot, just give us an update. Have you been able to reopen campuses? Have you been able to to meet your teachers and students again? What's been happening COVID-wise regarding OTS? So, uh, you know, the Israeli government has very strict regulations of how to reopen. There can only be a certain amount of students in each classroom, even though that's changed because there was a uh, um, there was a heat wave last week, and it was. It was, you know, uh, north of 90 degrees right. all over Israel, closer to 100 degrees. But basically, students are in smaller groups uh, with with uh, masks, although not not every teenager is following that mandate. Um, there is uh, some type of barrier uh, between the teacher and his or her ability to speak and students. Um, and so the Shavuot have our, our post high school institutions have reopened, but with the very strict protocols, not just from the Ministry of uh, Health, but since those young men and some of the young women will be serving in the IDF uh, in August, the IDF added its own set of uh, laws because they don't want anyone walking in there with any COVID issues. Wow. Uh, so they're in small, smaller groups. The Beit Midrash has been split, like in every Hezer Yeshiva, into plastic uh, departments of no, compartments of no more than 50 students. Um, and people basically eat and learn together, and never the twain shall meet. In other words, you sit and you eat and you learn in those groups. The high schools also stay in their groups. Some of the classes happen in person, and some of them happen over Zoom, um, special ed. Uh, is uh, focused actually in only three in the classroom. And so we've run out of classrooms between all the other protocols. But somehow or another, uh, you know, as the Gemara says, the land of Israel, or particularly the Beit HaMikdash, expands. Uh, my very esteemed colleagues have figured out a way of doing it. Um, and then the rooms have to be totally cleaned through the night, um, which is what we're doing. And... Uh, and we're and we're moving ahead, and we're also starting to re. We've been engaging with the women who are agunot. Actually, COVID has had its pluses and its minuses for that. The plus has been that some of the recalcitrant spouses were forced to come out of hiding because of COVID-19. So we were able to find them, um, and therefore, some of them who uh, have been hit hiding from the law were found in different parts of the world. And so, actually, like Arab Shabbat, get was 
uh, given and a few other getting were given because COVID-19 uh, is a tragedy beyond words. But if, uh, you know, one or two redemptive things have happened, and that is it has uh, helped us find certain recalcitrant spouses um, and uh, not worth that tragedy of COVID-19. Right. There's been some. That's been some of the fallout. A silver lining. Fallout, a, such a, a thing. A silver lining. Um, and um, we're, we're also sensitive to the fact, as any, everywhere in the world, abuse has gone up, and so we've had to make sure that these akunot, uh, who are still living, many of them with their estranged husbands, some of them really suffered some additional abuse, and we've been dealing with each one of them uh, the way we're supposed to be dealing with. Unbelievable! What a job you're doing. Uh, Rabbi Kenneth Brander, he is the uh, president and Rosh Yeshiva of our Torah Stone. I know you will convey our happy birthday wishes to Rabbi Riskin, to you and your family, and to everybody at OTS. We say Chag Sameach, and thanks so much for joining us this Chag morning. Chag Always a pleasure to spend time with you. Rabbi Brander's amazing. There he is, OTS.org.il. It's very simple. Join the unique Shavuos schedule. Obviously, it's not Shavuos night. It starts actually tonight here in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, because of these interesting times that we're in. But it's unique. With 96 leaders, 24 hours of nonstop Torah classes, log on, everybody, and get all the information at ots.org.il, ots.org.il. JM and the AM on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Want to take this opportunity and wish a mazal tov to uh, Ellie Goldberg and, um, and uh, Katie Glickman. Ellie Goldberg and Katie Glickman. They are a soon, very soon to be married couple. Mazal Tov to Dovi and Sarah Goldberg out in Woodmere, Brian and Elisa Glickman out in Woodmere. And that comes from all of us here, of course, at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Day 47, counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. I uh, want to take this opportunity and wish a Mazal Tov on a 40th wedding anniversary to David and Joyce Silverman. Out on Staten Island, celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary, Mazal Tov, uh, to Lillian Mazer and to their children, Chaim, Eliezer, Sima, and Shlomo Minzer, and Sarah, and Ari uh, Litvinchuk. Mazal Tov to their grandchildren, Eliana and Natalia Minzer, and Kalman Litvinchuk, and to the entire Mishpacha from all of us here at JM and the AM. So happy anniversary, David and Joyce Silverman out on Staten Island. I remind you this coming Monday, this coming Monday, June the 1st, there'll be a live presentation by the Moshav Band, Soul Farm, Rav Shlomo Katz, Eitan Katz, the Solomon Brothers, and Zusha, a concert to rebuild the Solomon's home. As you know, Dina and Benzion Solomon's home was destroyed in the Moshav Mavomodian fire. Yadidya Mayer and I are going to be hosting the event this coming Monday at 1 p.m. New York time. 1 p.m. New York time. I hope we raise a lot of money so many people around the world love the Solomon family. So many people around the world feel connection to them. And now it's our chance to help them out. And we're going to do it this coming Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I hope you'll be tuned in here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I want to thank everybody who's been donating to our fundraiser. Really amazing, amazing donations over the last couple of days. You can go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and give. Uh, we got a message from Rabbi Sam and Mrs. Lorraine Vogel. Uh, Yashikach on the myriad of things you do for Klai Yisrael. Love to listen to Jewish moments in the morning and bring back memories of Rabbi Vogel's discussions with you in the 1980s from Matov Dekeb. <laughs> Matov Dekeb's the best. 
Our email remains the same, matovdaycamp at gmail.com. Matovdaycamp at gmail.com. would love to reconnect with campers, counselors, and parents. Nahum, may you keep going strong. Claudia Stroll needs you. And they donated, the Vogels donated $500 to our recent campaign, the 2020 fundraiser. Thank you, Lorraine and Rabbi Sam, from all of us at JM&M and the Nahum Siegel Network. It is so appreciated. And yesterday, I got a, a note uh, from uh, listener Jeff, who made a really uh, a beautiful donation. And he wrote a long letter via email, separate email from the uh, from the donation email. Um, and I don't even think I don't even think he wants me to read most of this, but I can't resist, so I'm just going to read a couple of things from it. Uh, I've been a listener for so many years, going back to the days in East Orange. I remember when you shared with us the joyous news of the birth of your children, the tragic death of your father, of blessed memory. My greatest memories of the live interviews I did with Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. Um, um, whenever I listen to any of your programming, I feel closer to the feelings of spirituality, our history, our customs, our sense of being one family, all which is reinforced by you and your network. Uh, I still use a Razor flip phone, but maybe someday I'll graduate to a smartphone. When I do find the time to listen online, I still get the same feeling of belonging that I used to get over 30 years ago. So for that, I want to thank you again for all that you have meant to me and the entire Jewish community over so many years. Your impact on the community is far greater than you'll ever know. All the best to you, your family, and the Nahum Siegel Network Associates. Jeff, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for that beautiful email, which has been printed out and will be saved, hopefully, for the next 100 years. Uh, I really appreciate it. And um, everybody out there, if you feel the same sense of community, when we gather every day, and if you get the same sense of you never know what's going to happen, that we do live shows and every morning is an adventure with David Matlow from the Herzl Collection and Rabbi Brander checking in from Israel, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. It's one of the most beautiful and fun things about JM and the AM. You just never know how the show's going to end up, how it's going to evolve, how it's going to be formed that day. So please, if you're a big fan, please give. And I, and I mentioned that yesterday we had a really nice day. A lot of great people were, um, were, were sending amazing donations all day long. Uh, and I cannot thank them enough. Um, and, that gives, and this gives me an opportunity just to say thank you to some of them. Uh, Rosalind, thank you. We got your email late last night. Thank you so much. Jacob, a double high donation. Thank you very much for that. Um, a Joanna, who insists that we bring back Mayor Weingarten's Mayor Milim. I sent a screenshot of this to Mayor and said, the people have spoken. <laughs> uh, Joanna, thank you. That's a double high donation. Much appreciated. Um, what else do we have from yesterday? A $200 donation from listener Jeff. A um, $180. Uh, 10 times high from listener Eugene in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, three times high, and uh, that comes from listener David. In honor of my dear wife, Mora Judy, who, like countless mothers, shoulders the awesome task of homeschooling while being a Mora. Thank you, Nachum, for being a fixture in our home and office for so many years, and I thank the landmans down in Baltimore for acknowledging that with their donation. Pretty amazing. Uh, Dr. Arnold out in Lawrence, thank you for your $200 donation. Much appreciated. Um, Arnie, we mentioned that Arnie gave just before the end of yesterday's show, $36. Elaine, $72. That beautiful donation from uh, 
Uh, listener Jeff in Verona, New Jersey, as always, his donation is a memory of my mother, Esther Batpitsala, a memory of my father, Avraham Beryl Ben Yehuda HaKohen, who both share the art side of 21 Adar. In addition, thank you for the many wonderful years of JM and the AM. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. Um, listener Miriam, Miriam Seif, with the with the one dollar a day, three hundred and sixty-five. She gets it. She gets it. That you know, outside of the two or three day untif, we're literally on every day because we're on Saturday night and we're on Friday. You know, the whole thing. Uh, the only exception, obviously, being a two or three day untif. She says it's an honor and appreciation for Nachum, Rabbi Yudin, Rabbi Goldwasser, Malcolm Honline, Mayor Weingarten, and the Israel Show, Mark Zamek and the Arab Shabbos Show, and the NSN team for their nonstop fabulous programming. Thank you, Miriam and Spring Valley, for that. Much appreciated. Everybody out there, if you have not yet joined the list, the Thank God Growing List of 2020 Fundraiser Sponsors, 2020 Fundraiser Givers, 2020 Fundraiser Donors, please do so. Uh, go to fjbunity.org, the current letter, all about this time during COVID, this feeling of community that we are trying and successfully giving every single day is all written about. Just read the letter at fjbunity.org. Once you read that letter, you are not going to be able to resist giving. fjbunity.org. Again, that's uh, fjbunity.org. Simple as that. fjbunity.org. And I thank you very, very much. And I want to thank those who are commenting on our app and in other places about the uh, David Matlow segment from his Herzl Collection. Really amazing. Hey, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954. Available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Check out A&H today. Go to kosherdogs.net. 10% discount with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net. 10% discount with promo code radio. The brand new Panay Menachem is out from Art Scroll. Stories and lessons of Torah leadership, compassion, and empathy from the life of Rapinchas Menachem Alter of Ger. That's a 15% discount with promo code radio. 15% discount with promo code radio. Go to uh, artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Ah, what a great day. I hope everyone enjoyed today as much as I did. How should we wrap up uh, a day like today? How should we close out a day like today? Someone told me, uh, Rami told me that we have the new... um, we have the new, I think we have the new, am I right? Um, I don't see it here. We'll go with this one, a new selection from Maishi Tischler from his brand new album. It's called Rock Hayom, and you are listening to JM in the AM. Yeah. 
Achena Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you with your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Plenty coming up, including uh, JM Rewind with Maishi Tischler, who you just heard. And plenty more. Make sure to be uh, tuned in all day long. Avrami will be doing a live lunch. That's going to be happening um, starting at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>